Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. I have had all kinds of relationships with cat cafes. Some of them have been beneficiaries of the Cat Film Festival in various towns, and I've been aware of them as part of big events in New York City that are about cats. But I thought that Dr. Michael Maria Delgado would be a, the best person to ask about cat cafes. Do cats really get adopted from them? Or is it a good thing for a cat to be taken from a shelter and then live in a kind of quasi-public environment? Um, is there an upside or a downside to it? So, Michael, take it away on cat cafes and what your experience and opinion is about them. Yeah, I would say um, my opinion is kind of all over the place. There's a lot of it depends answers, I think, mm -hmm. to your questions. Um, I do have kind of a long history with cat cafes because I did help the oldest cat cafe in the U.S., which is Cat Town in Oakland. Um, I did some consulting with them as they were setting up their facility. Oh, cool. And, yeah, so... Even as I was helping them, I was like, is this going to work? You know, are they, you know, is this going to be good for cats? And, you know, at first I was very skeptical. I went from skeptical to, I would say, open when it's done well. And I think that's the most important qualifier is just that a cat cafe can work very well. Um, it's attractive to people. I think people enjoy that atmosphere. Kind of gets back to that idea of like, are animal shelters too depressing? Right. right. And, I think there's other things we can do to make shelters not depressing. And as an example, here in Sacramento, the um, county-run shelter um, has a cat cafe in it. Oh, so really? It has, yeah. So wow. it has, a, you know, a, I guess some people call it a jungle room. It's like a jungle room plus. You know, it's it's got um, it's a multi-cat room that also you can take a cup of coffee in and hang out. So I think one thing about cat cafes is that maybe they've pushed shelters to reconsider how they house cats. And I think that's really the big question is like, how should we house cats that are homeless and that we're taking care of? And it's a big question and it really depends on the cat and it depends on the people. It depends on the space and how that space is set up. So I don't know if that's like a good, like yes or no answer. It, it, no, it's a very it. good yes and no answer <laughs> yeah. because it brings up more questions. I just want to make yeah. sure you'd, you'd said all of your maybes. Um, I guess, yeah. When you were talking about it, I thought, whoa, first of all, I've never, until I thought this is something we should talk about, cat cafes in general, because there's articles mm -hmm. about them and they get a kind of a, a good rep, if you will. I thought, what if, there, what if there's something about it that isn't so great from the cat point of view? And I thought, what if they're just like a petting zoo? Mm -hmm. Like people mm -hmm. get to come in and buy 
some coffee or tea and a croissant or, you know, not. I don't know if you're allowed to take the cookies in there. But mm -hmm. you just pat cats and pat them, pat them, pat them, pat them. Many cats could, you know, could live without a lot of patting, as we know. And then you go home. Mm -hmm. So it's like a free petting zoo. It's sort of like I, I went to VMX, the, the veterinary conference down in Orlando. And they had a room that was a, basically a cat petting room. Now, hmm. the people that go to VMX are veterinarians <laughs> and vet technicians. Sure. And I'm sure. like, really? You people need a cat fix this badly? The, but many of them had brought their children so they could also, because these things are held in Orlando. So they did have a child by the hand, even though it's a very serious vet conference. So mm -hmm. they were all going to do the various child-centric things that can happen in Orlando. But people were like, ooing and aahing and ooing and aahing. And I thought, God, don't you see cats a lot during you know your work week? People yeah. like to just go in and look at cats and stroke cats and do wand toys with cats. But what's that like at the end of the day for the cats? And sure. okay, so what is a setup that should you in your own town have access to? On what's a setup that you should feel good about participating in versus you know what this is not right for the cats? Yeah, I think um, first of all the organization needs to be careful about what cats they select to live in the cat cafe because those cats should be on the spectrum of cat behavior a little more on the outgoing and tolerant side, right? They need to be tolerant of yes. other cats, they should be tolerant of people, they should be not easily startled or scared, and they should be, yeah, I think just, you know, you're more on your more outgoing end of things so that they're not going to have difficulty adapting to a large space that's going to have a lot of different people coming and going. I think the second thing, a good cat cafe will, one, charge an entry fee to pet those cats. So it's not a free petting zoo. Right. And two, have ground rules that are visible, posted, enforced in a gentle friendly reminder kind of way, but there should be ground rules like not picking up the cats or you let the cats approach you or if a cat walks away, you let them go and you don't pull cats out of hiding and that sort of thing. Right. So giving people guidelines because people don't have bad intentions. No one wants to go in and scare cats like they want to hang out with the cats. But if they're not that experienced or the cats in the cafe are not like cats they've lived with, they might accidentally do something that could get them scratched or bitten or that will stress the cats out. So people do need gu guidance from. Yes the people who know the cats, who are working with the cats every day and see the cats and how they interact with people. So so I think that's really important is a, is a good cat cafe will have those guidelines. And then the third part is just, do they have enough space to support the number of cats they have? Do they have vertical space for the cats? Do they have scratching posts for the cats? Do they have litter boxes that aren't, aren't hidden in a cabinet or closet, um, but are easily accessible to those cats? Do they have hiding spaces for the cats right. where they can get away from the activity if they need to? So making sure that the cat's needs are met. And also, are they monitoring the cats? So looking for fighting or, you know, of course, sometimes conflict between cats is much more subtle. Maybe they're not overtly fighting, but one cat is being blocked from being able to access a space or they're just not eating very well because they're stressed. And so those cats need to be weighed on a regular basis so they can wow. make sure everybody's eating. <laughs> so yeah, a that's a really good point. Well. I mean, yeah. you've got the cat cafe, but you're also running the tea or coffee room on the other side, and you're probably yeah. a one or two person operation. So if one cat isn't eating very much, it's like, well, that's on you, bub, as opposed sure. to you are the guardian, you that own the cat cafe. Yeah. And each of those cats is an individual whose life has been turned upside down. 
I mean, we forget that. We look in the window or go into the cat cafe and think, oh, this is so cute. And look at the spaces. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, some of them are, are done in a very adorable way. I think yeah. the one in, in Oakland in particular was in a, a film that either I had in the Cat Film Festival or huh. or maybe it was it was sent in or submitted. But it was really cute. I mean, the places for them to hide and climb all looked like little houses. I mean, obviously, somebody with carpentry skills and artistry had made it. But I never really considered, well, what's it like when the lights go off at night? I mean, these Mm -hmm. cats' lives, they've been, they lost their first home if they had one at all. And then they were in a shelter for some period of time because all these cat cafes draw from shelters, sometimes from rescues, but usually shelters. And now they're in this confusing space full of something that cats hate which is change new people (laughs) i mean yeah yeah, the most outgoing cats can kind of twiddle their thumbs but no cat is like a big fan of sure bring in a constant parade of new and different people including children who look different and smell different and move differently and sound different it's a lot to ask of cats i i guess that the real heroes of the story are the cats that are willing to to look like they're having a good time right (laughs) yeah absolutely and you know i think for the people that start a cat cafe, a lot of them do not come from a sheltering background or a veterinary background. And they have to basically take a crash course in shelter medicine because we haven't discussed like disease prevention, you know, a ringworm. That's right. Ringworm is a fungus that is highly contagious between cats and it's also contagious to humans. So um, it just takes like one disease outbreak to shut things down. And so it's really important that um, cat cafes are working closely with experts in shelter medicine in how to set up your HVAC system and make sure you have good ventilation and good cleaning techniques that are um, going to help prevent the spread of disease and that you can monitor your animals regularly so you can see if they're showing any signs of emerging upper respiratory infection or something else that could just rip through your population and um, not only affect the cats but also cause you to close your cat cafe for a few weeks. Right, which you've already put time and money and energy into, and you're looking at it as part of a business. Yes, it's a it's a good charitable act you're doing, but it's also increasing your your business activity and the cafe part, mm-hmm. not just in the cat part. Well, I hope yeah. that, that in listening to this, anyone who thought, hey, that'd be really <laughs> fun, I think I'll open one of those, sure. is listening to how much work it is to do it correctly, and that not doing it correctly is going to bite, turn around and bite you because mm-hmm. you're not going to get away scot-free. Cats have so many diseases and they're contagious and they have to be kept really healthy and really well, yeah. not just in order to thrive, but in order to not die or get another cat to die. Or in the case of ringworm, have somebody go home and now they've got ringworm. It's not going to be no. good PR for your No, cafe. no. And yeah, so you really need like, a, a, if you don't have a veterinarian, on your staff, you need a very good relationship with some local veterinary hospitals so that you can provide ongoing care for your cats. And then, of course, you have to make all the adoption decisions, like who are you going to adopt your cats to and what kind of guarantee or support will you provide with your adopters if they can no longer care for a cat? Will you take the cats back for life? And, um, you know, there's all kinds of things that can happen. And so I think, you know, again, it's, it's, Fun. I mean, I, I do think that they can be a really, I've, I've definitely enjoyed some cat cafe visits myself. I've been to a few cat cafes in different parts of the country. And, you know, definitely it, it, when it's the right cats and the right setup and you 
are patient and don't force yourself on the cats and they're enjoying the interactions, yeah, it's great. And for a lot of people who can't have a cat at home, maybe that's a good way for them to enjoy a little time with cats, which is a little less commit, you know, of a commitment than volunteering at the yes. shelter, right? So, you know, and, and if you're, you know, if there's an entry fee, you're supporting the organization to just go drink a cup of coffee and hang out with some cats for an hour, you know, and, and certainly there are some cats that need the socialization and want the interaction. So I don't, I don't want to, you know, say it's just like all these cats like putting up with humans. I think, you know, a lot of the cats when chosen correctly really do enjoy the interaction and want to play and get on your lap and rub on you and all that fun stuff. So, you know, I think they can be really fun, but it, it is a huge endeavor and a lot of work. It's not something to take lightly. Well, I think it's really important to bring this stuff up so that people see the cold, hard reality in the light of day. Because on the surface and the concepts, like, oh, that's so sweet and that's so great. And it absolutely can be. In fact, your mission meow that Cat Chat is a partner in and that you are on the board of recently gave your first and biggest grant to Catbury Park in New Jersey that's a cat cafe. So you clearly think highly of them. We want to make clear that they're, that you have great respect for them and want to support them. Yeah, no, Casper Park is a great organization, and they actually did suffer from a ringworm outbreak in their facility um, right before we were going to present them with their big check. So oh, that my goodness. Yeah, so it just demonstrates even a very experienced organization can, you know, have these things happen. You just need to have a plan in place, yes. right? So it's not that these things won't happen. I mean, when I worked in the animal shelter, we had lots of guidelines and rules about cleanliness and sanitization and disinfecting. And we still had disease outbreaks, but we always had a plan. This is how you isolate those cats. Right. This is who those cats this is what you have to put on as far as your gown and your booties and all that stuff to visit the cats so you really just need to always be thinking ahead and so yeah Casbury Park is great they're in Asbury Park in New Jersey um and um yeah really excited to give them funding to help them expand their facility so that they can rescue more cats um so yeah I think that I think cat cafes can be a force for good it does provide more alternatives to shelters and most cat cafes are sourcing their cats from shelters. That's so right. it's like um, the same population of cats are just kind of distributed, you know, just like some people do rescues out of foster homes. In this case, um, they're going to the cafe and hopefully they're, like I said, just chosen as appropriate matches for the cafe. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's very wonderful that one of them got a mission meow uh, Grant, and any mm -hmm. of you that are out there that are cat cafe owners or volunteers, you know that at missionmeow.org, you can actually apply for a grant right. or just give money to Mission Meow, and they will Especially, grant it to well, good people. Yeah, only if you're a nonprofit, but yes. Right, only if you're a nonprofit can you fill yeah. out a form, but anybody yeah. can give missionmeow.org some money so that yeah, when absolutely. a good cat cafe is doing everything well, they can get a check to make their their work even better thank you Absolutely. michael this is really great to have the full 911 or whatever it's called 411 what is that thing anyway <laughs> all the info that you could possibly think of about cat cafes thank you so much thanks tracy thank you for listening i hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere it's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body.
90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based, as in many cat foods, which can compromise cats' health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.